This is Melissa Lamb, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Topa, Topa Talk. Talk. Hello, everyone. Today we have Darren Thomas McGee with us. DT McGee. DT McGee in the house. Some of you may know him by his Instagram handle and his business name, which is Real Fun Wow, which is so fun to say. Can we just, like, Real Fun Wow? Woo. Yes, and there is an exclamation <laughs> point at the end of it. Yes. So. Did you have coffee this morning, Stephanie? No, okay. but I'm very excited to be sitting next to this guy right here <laughs> to my left. Um, side note. The Seinfeld episode where Elaine's boyfriend doesn't put the exclamation point because yep. her friend had the baby. Yes. That just reminded me of that. Yeah. And I, you, over every every sentence in my emails have exclamation <laughs> points. And one time I was signing my name, Darren, and I put an exclamation point just because I'm so used to shift. It's important. Shift one. And um, yeah. I overuse them in professional emails, but yes. I think it's fun. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. Life is exciting. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully they don't read it as like I'm angry. <laughs> no, that's all capitals. <laughs> that's the caps. Yeah. That's the caps. So Darren, uh, what's your deal? Where are you from? Where did you grow up? Where were you birthed? Um, I was born on an island called Long Island. Oh. <laughs> um, I was in New like, York. oh my I was like, ooh. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that's uh, I don't really ever get to talk about that too much, and it's not entirely interesting, I guess. But I grew up on Long Island, just outside of New York City, really close to Queens. And all of my family is from there. My grandmother's from Brooklyn. She had, Ooh. to the day she died, a thick New York accent. My mom still has a very thick Long Island accent with, puts R's at the end of words like yogurt, <laughs> pe- pizza. Are you doing yogurt again? And I had a very thick Long Island accent up until about 11 years old when we moved to Western New York, um, not to be confused with upstate New York, which really bothers me because everybody says <laughs> anything north of New York City is upstate New York. It's a very, it's a fairly large state. So you're not super close to Connecticut? or No. So it goes, so if you were to go north from New York City, you would hang a hard left and you'd head to Western oh. New York. So Buffalo, New York is where I grew up and kind of where I like really feel is, um, you know, my, where I was raised. I have a big buffalo tattoo on my wrist here it's actually just covering up a, a worse tattoo underneath it oh um, what's it had the to worst tattoo? big enough uh, it is the escape key from a keyboard oh yeah no, it was like bursting out of my skin it had like a little <laughs> droplet of blood like it was, it was so dumb and so yeah. ill-informed like honestly i don't think kids should be legally allowed to get tattoos until they're like well into their 20s but um yeah so i had that long island accent was very thick until i went to um elementary school and i was teased mercilessly until the accent just sort of faded away faded yeah people would be like say say water and be like water what say squirrel squirrel (laughs) that's that's even sounds more like boston i can't even actually do the long island accent anymore you've lost it completely completely, yeah it's out so now i have this weird non-regional thing when i go back home there is a western new york accent that's really atrocious still lives in new york yep okay yeah still there um and i haven't been back in a very very long time and i don't really have any desire to go back it's you know it's like the home it's like home it's like the place you left to find bigger yeah so you moved to the complete opposite coast yeah yeah manifest destiny of like getting away and going to the end to hit the ocean sort of thing and um it's just so much better here and i mean (laughs) it's just like and we were living in northern california for a really long time which i really like we lived in the bay and it was awesome and then just got way too expensive and you know all that and so we were looking for somewhere new and we didn't know of ojai but we wanted ojai not knowing it even existed and we went down to joshua tree for this event and we met a couple who live in ojai and they were like come visit us on your way back up Mm-hmm. And we're like, sure. And it was like, you know, like that. It was like, oh, here it is. This is what we've been looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And so when did you move here? About three years ago. We lived um, like January 1st, 2017. So, yeah. okay. So you're 
in middle school getting made fun of yeah. and then you're in california you went to high school there and graduated and then moved for college or um, no college yeah i stayed in yeah there for high school graduated in 2001 i had my 20th high school reunion coming up in like two you're years old. that's rude insane i yeah. know old. and i think i want to go back for it because i'm feeling like i'm successful now and i can actually like go back and like kind of flaunt a little bit yeah uh 10 year wasn't all so you, much i was all like, you that? assholes who made fun What's of my that? exit <laughs> actually i was the one who was doing most of the make fun of because i had you know the insecurities oh, that i have yeah. were like manifested into being kind of a not a bully but like a ball ball buster ball breaker i can't believe you just admitted that Really? I, no, I was no, just that's amazing. I was just talking yeah. to my but, old roommate about this that I like deferred to humor so much in mm-hmm. high school that I'm afraid to go to my ten year reunion because I think they might have thought I was mean. But like, yeah, right. I didn't think of myself. No, that I'm way, like, but it was always like, what, what? I'm kidding, I'm yeah, kidding. But like, it's mean. It's it's yeah. mean. Yeah, for sure. It's at the expense of somebody else. Exactly. Making, um, I always thought making fun of somebody. The word fun was the most important. Maybe that's why it's in my business name now. But of course, that's at the expense of them. And and yeah, it's it's unfortunate. And I do definitely feel guilty <laughs> for how I treated a lot of people. But I always needed that. Like that was my defense against my insecurities. Was like to be the funny fun guy. And I was like voted class clown in seventh and eighth grade and was like so proud of that. And I think I got some class clown nods in high school as well. And it was like a source of like pride to be like the one who is known as like the the funny like guy yeah. you can just kind of go to. And I did it at the expense of myself. I did some really like dumb like that's like, like stunts yeah. like just like to be funny to just like yeah. to make people laugh and and um it worked for a really long time and i think it still kind of does to like be able to lighten the mood in a room it's like you know crack a, a joke a little good so. uh self-deprecation oh. humor goes oh a for long sure way. yeah and that's another thing like i was never a f- like i i wanted one as much as i dished it out i wanted people to right. give it back to if me you like can i love dish it. it you have to take yeah it. absolutely and it's fun like i do way. find the fun in like getting your balls busted yeah so, i know yeah. i love it i just saw this thing on the internet that was like Sorry if you thought I was making fun of you. That was my version of flirting. It's like, oh, that's, yes, <laughs> that's like... exactly. Well, yeah, because it's a manifestation of nervousness for sure to, yeah. like, to, make, to make jokes. But yeah, so after high school, um, there was never even the slightest inkling of going to college at all. Uh, and so I had, uh, interestingly enough, my grandparents had been giving me savings bonds for like my birthday and for Christmas through the years. Dang. And as a child, you're getting this like, no, nah, I mean, it's not, it wasn't like I'm not loaded <laughs> from it. It ended up amounting to a couple thousand dollars, but as like a kid, you're getting these like envelopes with these weird like bonds in them, and being like, "What the hell is this?" My mom would just put it away, and so when I turned eighteen, I could cash it in. And it was like I think like two two thousand dollars maybe, and I went to Europe by myself for two months what? at eighteen, and um, had didn't really have a plan, and the internet was kind of still wasn't like as utilized as much. We didn't have s- smartphones to to really like navigate. You and had stuff. to like use maps. Did have to use <laughs> maps, yeah, or Real talk maps. to people and like get into yeah. So I was able to get into these like hop on hop off tours, which were amazing, and I've actually looked into it since and i don't really see that the companies i used are around anymore which is unfortunate but there's a predestined route all around the whole continent of europe and you like get on wherever so i got an, on in london and we like took the channel into france and then there's a there you're with a guide and like a bunch of other travelers and then you stay for the night and he shows you like around a bit and the next morning he leaves and goes to the next destination and you can either go with him or stay and wait for the next group to come around and it's just this kind of like circular thing that happens so you can stay in a place as long as you want or you can leave the next day and that was just like an amazing sampler platter of europe like if i had to do it myself i wouldn't not have what was your favorite place um scotland for sure melissa's so happy oh, right now my <laughs> have you been? yes oh, isn't it the best melissa, so nobody there's nobody there melissa, it's so melissa's so in love with scotland that she was convinced she's scottish so yeah, yeah I, did, I did this i did this stupid 23 not stupid but you know yeah, the 23 yeah. and me thing. we can hate on it and uh because i really i was like i i went there and i was like I'm this is my homeland yeah. this is the homeland like i feel it in my blood yes like, i could live here and then 
I got it back and it said like UK and I was like, yes. Uh-huh. And then they updated it like cuz they the more people right. they do it they can like narrow it down and then it just said um England and Ireland. Oh, damn it. So no close. Oh. <laughs> I was so upset. Like well, I wasn't you're gonna, like, in the right region. I know, you know like, I know. Not, I, yeah, I was like a bunch of, yeah, I was yeah. a bunch of different things but most predominantly like the United Kingdom, but I What is it so, about that you that you loved? So I I spent um a little bit of time in Edinburgh, uh-huh. which is like just beautiful yeah. city and then went out into the country yeah, into the highlands mm-hmm. no not the highlands oh, i did what? um you didn't go I to did, the highlands no oh no. you didn't see scott i know <laughs> i know we did a, uh, a little town called kilmartin okay that was Sounds just very i mean very tiny there was one bar yeah in the whole town yeah i think that, like, even everybody this, like, went there to. has to there's always that that's like the even there's probably a post office and a bar yeah and, place and, and a church yeah. Yeah, a, and church, a church, yes. and then just like <laughs> countryside yeah it's it, nice oh. right it just feels so untouched and so just like untainted by and the what people we... there are so nice yeah they yeah. are some of the nicest people i've ever and they're very attractive too mm-hmm. attractive <laughs> oh, that's attractive a very broad people. statement i'm sure there's a few unattractive <laughs> scots out there but that's cool i'm glad you like scotland too that's melissa yeah, just likes sure. the accent she's like oh <laughs> yeah and i even had a hard time like you know you don't like the thickest of them even in like oh, irish accent like, i don't, don't know what you're saying i'm so sorry they it's can't understand us either right, they're like yeah, what sure. did you yeah. say <laughs> they're like none of us are speaking <laughs> english properly were you making art in that period of time no, no, I wasn't really doing anything creatively. I think I was like trying, to, I was writing like really bad poetry. <laughs> I actually, uh, not too long ago, found my my journal from, from Europe, which was amazing that I kept like a really like, kept kept up on it. And uh, I was doing Instagram stories where I was reading like uh, journal entries. And like, oh. I had my first sexual experience in Europe. My first like real like- Ever? Ever. Wow. Yeah, I'm super late bloomer. And, that, and it wasn't sex. It was a, it was a- how explicit can we get? You can get it was a blowjob. I got my first blowjob there in, yeah. in Europe. And okay, wait, uh, that's actually amazing because I feel like I've only ever spoken to women about like giving a first blowjob, oh. but never actually like the other side of it. Oh, it's so it. nerve wracking. <laughs> I mean, I don't, of course, you know what's. Scared. Yeah, I bet. I'm sure. Scared. I know, I know. And it's like, I don't know how to behave. I don't know like what. And like, it was so strange. This girl who, who was on that group she just took a fancy to me and and just was being very generous and i tried to reciprocate and she was like what are you doing and i was like oh and she's like no 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 and we stayed together for like a couple weeks on the tour and it continued to happen and i was never asked or able to like reciprocate i don't know what what her i don't know like was she just that into it like to no (laughs) no not not, nothing against you no no it's fine especially women are so i'm speaking so generally here but for my experience. Ex- in my experience, <laughs> women are so programmed to like please men, yeah. and like the and women, I think like I get a lot of gratitude from like pleasing my partner, sure. And like, there's also Receiving a lot of insecurities, like for women to like actually enjoy. Right. Sometimes, like you have to be so like so in the zone and sure. relaxed. There could have been something going on too if there's like no vaginal contact, like yeah, more than you know no. maybe yeah i mean it was just bl- it blew my little 18 year old mind of just oh yeah like, you're just like i, just, like, I can just get this head and, like, all yeah <laughs> yeah totally. that's a bad start <laughs> yeah right and then and then there was a very long drought between 18 and um so yeah and so so that was kind of that was the trip and i came home and didn't have any like you know never having any sight any sights on like 
what I want to be or what I want to do. So it was just like years of just like floundering and kind of just trying to find like, I always thought it was like the right place I was supposed to be living in. And so I moved around a lot. When I, when I got back to Buffalo, I was just like, this isn't the right place. And we just like working odd jobs. Yeah. Just always, always just menial job, mostly in the, in the service industry. And, um, and then, um, somebody was like, you should move to Austin. And this is like, and not to say before Austin was cool, because it's kind of always gone through these like cool peaks. But I was like, okay, yeah. And I didn't (laughs) even know, I didn't even know what like Austin looked like or anything. And I just kind of, I went on Craigslist and found an apartment and got rid of my stuff and got a duffel bag and moved to Austin. It was just then living in Austin in 2005. Till when? Till like 2006 and a half. And then I, yeah, yeah. It was a very short time. Because again, I was just like, I was there Nothing from was 2008 keeping... to 2016. Oh, okay. Did you go to school? I did. Hook'em horns? Hook'em! Burnt, burnt, <laughs> burnt orange? Yes. I almost said burnt pink. My friend's from Austin and her, her username is burnt pink, which That's I think is a nice. reference to burnt orange. So you were only there for like a year. Yeah, and I tried to do stand-up while I was there. I wanted oh. to like, my dream, my only nice. real like dreams, career hopes were to be a professional skateboarder and I never once in my entire life set foot on a skateboard. <laughs> But I was just like that, like that looks so cool as like you can just hang out with your friends, skate and make money. So I was like, that looks really cool. And then also like I've always loved stand up. And so I gave it a shot when I lived in Austin and I um, did two open mics and it's the most terrifying fucking thing ever. And you sign up. There's like the stand up's pretty big in Austin and there's a club on 6th Street that you can just call the voicemail, leave your name and they put you on the list. Which one was it? Uh, fuck, I don't even remember the name. It was, it was really one. small club. I know which one club, you're talking yeah. about too. I and yeah, yeah, I mean, and a lot of big names have played there and stuff. So, so yeah, I got on the one night and I actually probably at back home I still have the like sheet and there's a list of like 50 comedians and then oh, dead man. last E.T. McGee <laughs> and I had the girlfriend the girl I was seeing at the time came out and she was good sport and she was like really like yucking it up whether or not she thought my stuff was actually <laughs> funny but the guy was you know everybody everybody that was there was other comedians because it's just like it's like one o'clock in the morning and these guys are just wanting to get their time and stuff so I got kind of rushed off the stage and it's a blur I don't even remember what jokes I made and stuff and that was it and then it was just too scary to do that and so that was like all right that that dream came and went and then um, met some people in Austin who were moving to Oakland and I was like okay I'll move to Oakland yeah just like whatever like I don't it doesn't matter like there's no game plan here so let me just kind of go with it and so was there ever a point where you were like shit I don't have any money um I've always been worried about money and I have a tattoo on my arm here that I got when I was 18 it says money talks I hate to listen and I've always thought that money was like really scary and really really terrifying and like there's always, it's weird that I got that when I was 18 because it's not as if I had like incurred a bunch of debt or like, you know. Yeah, you don't mo- have any college Yeah, notes. I think it's just kind of growing up in like, you know, middle, lower class kind of like feeling of just like no abundance, just kind of like there's not, there's like just enough kind of thing and there could any kind of turn, oh, yeah. bad turn could be like that's the end of it kind of thing. I remember growing up with money stress too, like lower yeah. middle class thing where it's like we could, we're like just there, you know? For like sure, we're yeah. just yes. maintaining this like Yeah, and facade. it was never talked about or anything, but there was definitely like, okay, there's like people that have a lot of money and we're not one of them and stuff. So I just always kind of, I always kind of put money in this corner of like, this is a scary thing that you should be worried about all the time. And it definitely kept me from doing a lot of things, I think. And, and you know, it gave me a lot of unneeded stress. And it's only now that I'm like, doing okay and like feeling like and money's actually being managed i think that's a big thing that i I was just always ignore it and just like don't think about it and if you like have that energy around it it's gonna always be like scarce or be like feel weird or feel scary yeah yeah so now it's actually like like rewriting that story and being like money's great like it's a it's a resource that's just a tool and if it's like make sure that it's taken care of and managed and everything so yeah that's definitely a new new place for me and still get a little like scared every now and then but in that time you know it was like 
things felt cheaper and things felt more affordable, I guess. It's not necessarily the case, but even like when we moved to Oakland, things were cheaper than they are, much cheaper than they are now. We got a two bedroom apartment on Lake Merritt for like $1,200 and now it would be <laughs> that doesn't like, exist. not at all. So yeah. And then, you know, just making sure that I was working all the time. I've always had a really good work ethic and making sure that I was employed and, and just kind of like, okay, there's enough money to pay the bills and to do whatever. And it kind of just was always like, they never felt like I could be like, and I don't have a lot of needs really either. So it's just, so I, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I grew up in the East Bay. Oh, sweet. Where? That's where I'm from. So I live in a little town called Oakley, which everyone thinks is uh-huh. Oakland anywhere I go. They're like, so Oakland. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> but no, it's actually just like 45 minutes east of San Francisco. And it's we live by the Delta, which is the fresh oh, water, cool. water that feeds into the San Francisco Bay. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So if you know like where Walnut Creek or Concord is. Uh-huh, I do. Right there. Yeah, I know them because of the BART line. It's, yeah, exactly. And yeah. now the BART line goes all the way to Antioch. So my parents oh, wow. feel like they don't have to pick me up at the airport. Final stop. <laughs> so was it in oakland that you kind of discovered uh like making art nope nope no there yet no not what happened in oakland have you picked up a Um, pencil yet oakland was a lot a lot of weed smoking and drinking Mm. and just like numbing just kind of like feeling like um still like party life kind of thing Mm -hmm. and um also i think just you know being uh not having something like a passion or a hobby to focus on. It's just like, what am I filling the gap with there? My buddy and I that I lived with, we were writing a show at the time. So I think there was still that kind of like, he, he's the guy I moved from Austin with. And so we were like going to write, we wrote a sitcom and we wrote like a full season of a show. And I was always like, he was the big dreamer. And I was like, well, we did it like whatever. It's just like, it is what it is. But he was really pushing to have it made. And I just was like, nah, not really feeling it. So I think there's a lack of, of confidence around art for a really long time of just like, you got to not only like have the confidence to make it, but then also to believe it and like sell it and, and put like it out. Push in the world. It. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, for sure. And that's also like writing a fucking show is like not like what I do now where I can create something and post it on Instagram. Like a show, you got to have that fucking made and there's money and people and all this stuff. And it was just like, it was already like, that's too big. I don't want to do that. So it's just like, there's been a, there's been a big lazy bones aspect of my life for a really long time. And I think I finally found, now I found a medium where I literally like sit on my couch and create. If I had to go and like buy a big canvas and like buy paints and paint and like, that was my thing. It was just like, I wouldn't do that so well, the fact that i can yeah. sit on my ass and watch the office and like <laughs> well, make art when melissa and i were so excited about the podcast we put out our first episode when we put that first episode out i got the most disgusting pit stomach feeling of my life because i was like well now we have to do this oh god yeah right <laughs> i was like holy there's shit there's gotta be more of oh this my yeah, we god. can't just do one i was like right? oh my god we built this whole thing we did branding we have this instagram yeah. we got followers we're there like we're in the space we have a website we're on spotify and itunes and i was like uh oh my god i was like sick to my stomach because I was well like, do you still get enough joy out of it that it's like oh my god it's amazing yeah no yeah. it's great but yeah. like that very first episode i was like well now we have to do this yes like all the time do i really want to do this <laughs> that was what larry <laughs> david's answers, feeling was with seinfeld when seinfeld got picked yeah. up he's like we actually have to make the this answer up. is yes we're so excited to be here but that moment i was like yeah right oh i made a decision wow yeah <laughs> well it's cool that you're like that you were sort of obliged to do it at that point like to the fact that you put all those extra efforts into it, even like you know, branding all, and stuff. And and it's also yeah. like that pressure of like, okay, now everybody knows. Like oh my you could have just like my, made it and not. Yeah, you know, exactly. Because like with everything else I do, I make pottery, I garden, like I, I do a natural dyes. Like that's all in my time. I yeah. can skip a semester at pottery school. I can do, you know what I mean? Yeah. No one's expecting anything right, right, out right. of me. Yes. And I think that's, that's a huge part of, of what I never had. Nobody was ever expecting anything out of me. And I think 
That's Aww. nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it is nice. It gives you so much freedom. Yes, for sure. I mean, my parents didn't, they didn't go to school. They didn't have any higher learning. And my dad didn't even graduate from high school. So I think being able to like, that's not necessarily like a plus, but it definitely like kept me in a place of just like, I didn't really have any role models necessarily, like in a scholastic sense of just like, I need to follow the the route that I saw laid before me. So it just like it was a lot of years of screwing around and I don't regret it, but it definitely like it's crazy to think had I started like focusing on oh, yeah. my work early on. I mean, it's whatever you can't go back and say because it would be completely different. But yeah, it wasn't until I was 33 like that. I think your that, Larry Bird year. I think it's, yeah, it's like the Jesus year, too. Yeah, I think that's that's like what Jesus I was going to say. Got his shit together. Uh-huh. Yeah, he stopped fucking No, I around. think that's when he died. Oh. oh, is that right? That's when he had risen. But <laughs> yeah. then he risen. Then he right. Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I knew it had something to do with Jesus, but yeah, I guess that wasn't. Oh, so I'm good. focused. I also on think basketball. it's 32. But hey, Scotty Pippen. Oh, I'm Larry Bird fan. Oh, uh, that's okay. It's same, same. Yeah. Okay. So you're 33. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's to skip all those years. I don't know, skip, like there was skip anything. Skip all the weed smoking years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's wild to like just p- kind of float around like that. And I would move back home every now and then and be like, "What am I doing?" And then leave again. And there were some girlfriends along the way that I didn't communicate with very well and would be like not able to like to tell how I feel. So I would literally like move back across the country. Ooh. I did that a couple of times. I did it like twice to one girl where I just like moved and was like, yeah, and not I'm, say like we're not dating anymore. It's just I'm moving and you'll, you can kind of put two and two together. I've done that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's super cowardly Melissa and everything. Did but... do that. <laughs> I did it once. It's rough. Yeah. I mean, it's easier than <laughs> expressing your emotions. That's for sure. Uh, and like seeing the hurt on someone's face, like to just get on a plane and leave. Yeah. Okay. So can I ask, yeah, I'm going to derail just a little bit. Sure. So I think Stephanie was telling me this yesterday Uh-oh. and I hope I'm not, con- I hope I I'm hope not I confusing this. I hope I'm not confusing this story with somebody else. Okay. Did you go on like a spiritual drug mm-hmm. um, <laughs> experience? <laughs> I've been on many spiritual drug can you, experiences. Can we talk about this? Yeah, of course. Um, talk, like, Ash- it was going to, co- I was going to bring it up even if you Ashwagandha. guys didn't bring it up. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. My own name. <laughs> so when we lived in the Bay, um, there is there is a very potent psychedelic called ayahuasca, and it's been used in in indigenous tribes for thousands of years in in is South America. Is it like America. a tea? It is could be described as a tea. It's okay. the most putrid, awful tasting. Like I mean, my jowls tingle just thinking about what it tastes like. And it's made from two different plants, from the ayahuasca vine and the in the um, chacruna root. So it's this or vine. So it's this like these plants don't grow anywhere near each other and somehow we're brought together brewed into this thing and create the most potent psychedelic um and it it's all over the world now there's ceremonies happening all over the place there was one happening regularly at this church in ojai up until a couple months ago and they're not using that church anymore um but it's um it's absolutely incredible and it was life-changing for me and then when we lived in the bay we there was a group that we sat with for a year we sat like almost almost every month for well, a while say we my partner and i when did you meet your partner because that's uh, important to the yeah. When did we ayahuasca meet? Story. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, we've been together for eight years now. Um, Holy cannoli! That's yeah, we've been married for six. Um, and my partner is definitely my partner. So I guess we're going to kind of diverge a little bit. My partner Sorry. uses no, that's okay. Uses they them pronouns, so gender neutral. Doesn't feel comfortable being boxed into he or she. Feels that there's a fluid state to existence, so they 
kind of, you know, on a day we'll feel really feminine, on a day we'll feel really masculine. And I think to, to maybe to an observer of somebody that knows them, you wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, you're in your man day or you're in your, it's just, you know, it's a, it's an internal thing and it's something that I can't quite experience or feel. And so we sort of pass that on to our child who's a year and a half now. We use they and them. And for me, it was very, it was, it was strange. And it took a level of like, as a straight white male who like never (laughs) has been oppressed or, or segregated or had had any sort of you know, I, I'm the top of the pile as, as the way the world is structured. So to be like, Don't I have to in. consider, it's okay. we're right. Be- we're literally <laughs> we're just right. Below you're right. You. Yeah. And I'm not proud of that. I'm certainly you not bragging. You could just throw I, a little rock yeah. and we're right there with you. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was like a, it was certainly an adjustment thing for me to be like, uh, well, can't we just like say what the gender is and it'll make everything a lot easier. And like the fact that it made me uncomfortable was also like a recognition of like how truly privileged I am to like the fact that we're going to like give this child a chance to express themselves however they want. The fact that that made me like uncomfortable was like, oh, that's a sign of my privilege and I need to yes. like check myself for yes. sure to like, what, it, what is it about that it, that makes me uncomfortable? Yes. It's that I have to explain it to people that I have to say, this is a choice we made that we're going to allow our child to not be boxed in. And it was hard and I was resistant and I was like, actually like, I didn't want to do it for the longest time. And I, and, and it took a while. And now, now it's so second nature, like to say they, them is like, so, and even I think when Delu chooses how they want to be identified, I'll probably still use they, them just because it's become. And that's your child? Yeah. Delu. Delu. Yeah. yeah. And Melissa. And, and what is your partner's name? Viana. Viana. Yeah. Okay. We were practicing sentences yesterday because we were talking about this uh-huh. and, and I was telling her that. I was having practice conversations in my head previously thinking about you coming on the Uh show. And I was like, it's pretty easy. Once I just focus and think about it, it's easy to just switch. But our concern is, or our question is, is if we were talking to them and we slipped up. Oh, what not a the, problem at right. all. I is, mean, is it's there a correction or is there do you just move past? It, it depends on who it is. Like definitely like real, you can recognize who is willing to make the effort and who is like when they hear that they and them is being used and their eyes glaze over, you're like, okay, well, we're not going to like, you're not there. And so it's definitely a case by case thing. And then by no means is it ever like, oh, excuse me. or like yelling at anybody. It's like <laughs> recognizing that this is new for everybody. Like this is a yeah. new thing. Like this is like almost like a, it's not a new thing, of course, but 2019 like feels like a year where we're people who never thought about gender neutrality before are hearing about it now and i think again like we said before we started recording of like it's really important that we all talk about this and recognize that there are people out there who fall on different levels of the spectrum and it's a really wide spectrum and unfortunately like there it's it's weird because it's kind of grammatically strange it's not necessarily grammatically incorrect because yeah. there's a situation where you work at a restaurant and somebody leaves their coat and we go oh somebody left their coat because you're not sure of the gender you use they and so we do use it in our vernacular but it when you're referring to a specific person it does feel like strange and i think like you said if you practice a little bit and now for me it's like so secondary that i don't even think twice about it so it is just like this is something we all need to adapt to. I think I fall into the category of like, I want to be so accommodating, but it is new. So I get scared and then I overthink it. And then yes. I'm like, they left them's coat. Yeah. And I say like <laughs> weird yeah. shit. Yeah, she was saying the weirdest thing the other day. Yesterday we were practicing. Like, I said, I why like, are you adding words? I know. I was like, I don't know why I'm making this. It's not that hard. Right. But I'm like, I like get she so nervous like that I say like, I say weird shit sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I think uh, you're, that, that shows that you care. Like I think the I'm fact turning you're, red right now are, talking you're, about you're, it. You are. Yes. <laughs> Do you like get like so. Well, that's sweet. Because you care. Yeah. I think the opposite side of that is like, what? No. Like, I mean, my. Our parents, like they are. Oh, my dad like, would be angry. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yes, absolutely. And mm-hmm. there's a, there's like not only like an uh, 
a lack of understanding and not a willingness to understand, but also like not a willingness to try of just like all we're asking. And it's so simple. It it's is. And, and it comes And anytime I'm feeling like I'm a little bit less than like progressive in this, I have to think like, this isn't for me. It's like this person wants to feel fucking comfortable and like be like feel accepted. And so like I have to get over my own shit. And there's so many levels of like crusty levels of me as the white male, like awful, like what? I have to do something different. And I'm still like chipping away at that shit. And it's 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 not easy. Um, but it's super important that everybody feels welcomed and comfortable in this world. No, yeah. yeah. We were listening. Melissa showed me this great comedian, this little skit that he did recently. And he was like, you know, like the white guilt thing, mm -hmm. which I hate even saying those two that together. But he he was making a thing where he's like, I'm watching. It's a great white shark. OK, no, not all whites are great. <laughs> Some are mediocre. Great. It's fine. <laughs> That's amazing. But it's like, yeah, like being aware and like wanting to participate is a good thing. Yeah. And I think that there's there is a kind of it. There is a bit of overcorrection, uh, overcorrection yeah. on things where if if anybody's going to make someone else feel bad about the fact that they're like not getting it correct and that's going to make you feel like defensive and and you know like where you're feeling nervous about like saying the wrong thing i think there needs to be a willingness to to like accept that we're all trying and and we're not all trying and i guess that's where the overcorrectness comes from or people getting well, angry like you're well, not that's even fucking what I mean. people like the second they feel challenged on something so deep rooted inside their body something so simple that's so easy for me to just change in my sentence mm -hmm. but they feel so challenged by it yeah. they feel like their whole reality they can't can't grasp it and they don't want to and they won't and they won't even try and then they meet they're mean do you know the guy down the road over here with his god mm, bless president trump I do. sign and so front? i do and this is actually a topic <laughs> i've talked to a lot of people about so when i first moved here uh -huh. and i said god bless saw god bless president trump right and, it, there. and to the listeners this is a big fucking sign oh there's like, a second sign now that says 2020 no more bullshit i did see that and i was like wait well, i think it's more mean, bullshit yeah, <laughs> but yeah do you whatever. mean like get trump out of office when you say no more <laughs> yeah. bullshit no and so i was like i'm gonna vandalize that like i'm gonna make it like a funny joke and like fuck that guy i hate him like he's a piece of shit and then i was like wait let's all yep, let's slow down a second because actually i'm he has a different viewpoint on him so that makes him a bad person in my mind and i'm like right. that's literally the biggest issue in this whole fucking world is to think that what you do is bad and what i do is good so now you're a bad person like that's literally like isis if we want to just make a general mm -hmm. <laughs> oh jeez is isis doesn't like western ideals and so they want to kill us yes there's more to it but you know <laughs> yeah. like so to say that i'm better than him and to treat him poorly would just be as bad. Like I just, I couldn't do it. So now I'm well, just, like what, what the Obama said is taking the high road and saying we're like, neighborly. you're rec Yeah, exactly. Say yeah. Hi. I know yep. his dog's names. Sweet. <laughs> do you know his I name? I don't talk to him. <laughs> yeah. I don't talk to him. Honestly, I say hello. What are his dog's ways. political leanings? <laughs> they, they bark at me every time. I try to <laughs> they, they can they, sniff out oh, that you're a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, their dogs are Trump supporters. Yeah. For right. sure. And then he was having a barbecue at the very end, very last house on, by the club mm -hmm. on the right. On 4th of July, we walk by and this 15-year-old jumps up and he says, you better vote Trump 2020. Ugh. Make America great. I'm like, you're 15. Yeah. You are 15. You're sitting at a table with 15 old white men that have never like, <laughs> it's just like, ah, no. Don't. So it's safe to say yeah. that you you, li you like Trump? We got a Trumper <laughs> in the room. No. <laughs> I guess you know where no. we stand now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's safe to assume if you're like a young person and you have like i don't know it's i i I've, i don't think i've yet to meet anyone my age that's a trump supporter and that's because we live in a little bubble of this valley you know so i mean of course they're out there but um yeah i don't know yeah. whatever i guess we can leave that one alone <laughs> yeah, that's yeah it's troubling okay yeah. so art 
We haven't no, even I talked wanna, about no, I want to, <laughs> wait, no, I know. I don't We're even want to talk about drugs. Yeah, I want to talk about drugs first. Right, okay, yeah. We've made you go everywhere, but we want to go back to drugs. Yeah, so so with ayahuasca, it is it is like a tea, and you set, uh, in the way that we set, this is kind of generally how it is. It's done ceremonially. Ceremoni- Ceremoniously? Is that right? Ceremoniously? Well, we both said it. Ceremonially. So we're either both right or we're both wrong. Ceremonially. We're, probably, we're both wrong a lot. Uh, so it's often done in, it sucks because it is illegal. So it has to be done in kind of like a clandestine way where like we're like finding places that we can like show up and like let some let someone let our let us use their house and sit in a big circle and you have your your pillows and your mats and 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 then there's the the altar where the medicine is being served and you go up and you drink it and like I said it's awful it's really hard to get down and you sit back down and everybody goes around the room and takes it how much do you how much like do you uh drink? i mean just like a couple, like a couple ounces. ounces yeah and yeah how for long sure. does it take to process i guess like alcohol it takes like yeah it, de- it depends yeah about an hour like the first time i took it it took me it took forever to kick in and i was like so like frustrated and bored and i was like this is so it's not gonna work and, and, and then suddenly <laughs> like i had a life-changing experience going from like an agnostic to like oh there's actually like something out there um was hugely cracking me open yeah i mean it's just i i always just kind of came from like that's eh, just us and these like we live these lives and then we die and that's it and there was like a comforting feeling to that to like oh shit like this is just the one life and when we this one ends something else happens and and that's now more exciting to me because not that i like look forward to death but i'm also like don't feel like i have a fear of death anymore to be like there's going to be another trip after this and it's probably going to be a lot more freeing because these this existence right now is like it's difficult and it comes with a lot of extra baggage and all this other shit you have to carry around um metaphorically and literally no yeah i think about all the time are we really here to fucking have these jobs and fucking be stressed out and like get in fights and like hate people and like yes i know it's tough so you get to witness a lot of this like what that what what life is for me my experiences are what this isn't like what whatever else everything else is and so going into these like really like trippy i mean like visuals that are just like stunning and if you look at any visionary art that that amazing artists have done and i'm not able to capture it but there's there's a artist named alex gray who who really encapsulates what that space is and it's always very like crystalline like cathedral like just gorgeous gorgeous landscapes and um yeah so you just are in that for like hours and hours i was gonna say how long does it yeah like i mean it can depend and and you can go up and re and have some more if you like and um depending on how deep you want to go and it usually we start at like nine and we're end it done at like two in the morning and then you know you you start at nine at night yeah it's a nighttime thing yeah i know it's tough are you active are you no 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 no. i i often lay down like viana sits in this like in like a like a statuesque pose like it's incredible and i'm always like all flopped over like laid out looking looking and just like in awe of this like stoic presence and uh for me i get like super sloppy and like and giggly my like so there's pur- there's a purging aspect to it and whether that's shitting yourself puking crying mine is laughter fortunately so like i'm giggling a lot yeah. i've actually had to be like taken and taken to another room because like, i'm uh... like just like cracking up too much um, and so I go into like a very happy, giddy place, but then there's people across who are just like bawling their eyes out, having like a really, really difficult time. And we'll have next day, we'll have a reflection where everybody shares a little bit about their experience. And some people are like, that was the hardest night of my life. And then it comes to me and I'm like, that was the best night You're of like, my I life. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I personally am gravitated towards the space because I feel like connect, like, I feel like that's more me than me here with all my like weird insecurities and fears mm-hmm. and, and just all that stuff. So I get to be free of my ego basically, you know, and that's, I think what 
most psychedelic experience is kind of geared towards is ego death, where you're like the one thing that's oh. keeping you really guarded and keeping you safe is your ego. And it's making sure that you're evaluating everybody and knowing where your place mm-hmm. is and, and how you how you stand in the world. And then when it dissolves that, then you're just a spirit. You're just like, you know, not free of these confines. Yeah. The earth ha- the earth is very, very restricting this on this plane. Do you, does it sound of any interest to you? Yeah, Melissa and I are ready. Yes. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think I should do shrooms oh, first. I feel <laughs> yeah. no. Okay, no, because I just had my very first shroom experience okay. ever, and everything was fine until it wasn't, and I got very sick. But Did you? Yeah. Um, what was your set and setting for the situation? Well, I just was. It's uh, yeah. I can't really go into it, but I oh, was. Sure. I was trying to be really social because uh, there's like 2006 Stephanie. And uh-huh. then there's like Stephanie who is in front of you now. Uh-huh. 20, 2006 Stephanie is like very um, easily influenced by other people and really likes to party and really wants to make good first impressions. Mm-hmm. But that makes everything bad first impressions. Okay. So the insecurities were very much on the table that night and someone had mushrooms and I was like, oh, I definitely want to do those. And I don't know why. It was just like, I, ne- I didn't think about doing them that day. I didn't have, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. So I think that mushrooms so have a tendency to fall into like into a party situation which it should it's not true. at all be it should be done with <laughs> no. reverence and, and with yeah. like respect and i think yeah, you know exactly. I, i've had situations where it's been like yeah like i got shit faced hammered mm-hmm. in yosemite and at like 11 o'clock at night someone had acid and i took it and it was like so fucking stupid and it's oh, not meant to be anxiety. done that way oh it's terrible and so like in the way that the, you know with ayahuasca i think is a really good way to like you can have that with mushrooms where even if you do it yourself like set the room up get it yeah. real cozy and be like we're gonna agree we're that this is the space experience. yes for sure and it's like done with set and setting i kind which of is, like the thing about your experience and and what we're kind of talking about like i kind of like the religious aspect of it or yeah. this like s- very spiritual i guess is a better word yeah like i am way more intrigued by that than like doing i think you like coke. the ritual is what you mean. yeah the ritual the for ritual. sure yeah because it because it, 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 it's, like, it's a sense of, of respect around it where we're all gonna like agree that this is like yeah, what we're all doing for sure so yeah. like and it's really important when you're getting into like these weird spaces where like if you're at a party and you're like looking over and why? you're tripping you're like that yeah. person is look really weird right now like <laughs> no it was just like i'm leaving now no. and then i like sprinted places don't no. know why um no we had a girl but that's bad like yeah. that's that's unfortunate because you yeah. could have had a very spiritual experience had it been another thing and i hope that that doesn't turn you off from doing mushrooms no. ever again no, like, she's, she's no. good yeah <laughs> um we had a girl that we both know uh-huh. go to peru and have this experience yep. like on a vision quest with her family like it was a whole thing yeah she went and she came back and she kind of she ref- like instantly was like i have to find melissa and talk to her and she told Melissa the story about how her and I were in her vision. She goes all the way to Peru uh. so that she can see us. <laughs> and we've maybe had one or two conversations with this girl. She's oh. not a close. No, she's not a close friend at yeah. all. Yeah. And she says that in my vision, it was very obvious that Stephanie is very in love with Melissa and very jealous of her boyfriend and like all this stuff, like all this really like <laughs> grimy, dirty stuff about how like I'm truly like in love with Melissa and obsessed with her. I was going to point that out, but I was... I am. Yeah. And no, it's so funny because we joke about it all the time. Like, I am obsessed with uh-huh. her. She's amazing. Like, she'll walk in the room and I'm like, oh my God, Melissa's here. <laughs> um, and like, people make fun of me because I'm like, that's my wife. Like, da-da-da. Um, but, so we were trying to like play into it because she told Melissa, but not me. 
And so for like three days, I was walking like, where's Melissa? She's always talking to Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but great. this poor girl went all the poor way to Peru. To oh, have man. A vision and well, it is weird. You, the things you end up getting kind of fixated on in these spaces of just like, wow, what is that? Like, why did that come in? And you can get like stuck on these loops and they're there. It's very, you know, it's encouraged to like sit up and breathe. And that's why I end up like flopping down. Because like, <laughs> having like a straight spine is like straight kind of uh, consciousness mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, so not doing that sort of thing. And, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's, that's, I think what happens with people in bad trips is where you get kind of on this like broken loop of like, fuck, that's all I keep thinking about. And you, all you you need to do is breathe through it and yeah, and change your mindset and stuff. Yeah. And then like for anybody who battles with anxiety, you already understand how like detrimental that mind frame can be and how hard it is to get out of it when you're not even on right 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 right. for sure for sure then be able to i feel like you need to kind of be able to practice getting out of mindsets yeah well i guess you know i i speak it in like a very broad strokes of like everybody needs to do this but i do i'm now like recognizing you saying that of just like it's not for everybody or there's maybe a different dose or different Mm -hmm. setting like it's not a one size fits all type of thing um but i do think it would be beneficial even like even in the worst times where i'm like that could be classified as what you'd say is a bad trip still lessons and, and blessings come out of it are like yeah for sure i mean we have bad trips every day and we're not even tripping and we're like not like you know <laughs> exactly. not gonna stop life you know some people do but yeah okay okay here we go <laughs> <laughs> okay so you make art darren <laughs> oh yeah no, well i'm grateful that we're talking about this because i've done several podcasts where all we talk about is my art and it's nice to be able to like just kind of shoot the you shit need, but, yeah. Yeah, it's some fun. Co- but i think knowing you as a person knowing your experiences gives so much more context to your art. i agree and well. i and i I've, i'm very like psychedelic forward of like i that's kind of i want that to always be talked about so i'm glad that you brought it up but um yeah when i first started following you all those years back that was like one of the first things i remember you speaking to either on your posts or stories i don't even know if stories were happening then but um and i was always like ooh, that is interesting you know and yeah i mean i think that it's uh it's still like it's still taboo and it's still like a fringy thing and it's getting more and more popular fortunately but um i hate that it is such a like that it can still be a taboo or like people hear about it and know people who have done psychedelics or anything and and that's all that's as far as they get of like or they hear about one person who had a bad trip at a festival because they took mushrooms and they're like well i'm never going to do that and i just feel like you're it's a disservice like and again like not pressuring anybody to do it but if there is an opportunity to take it and it's in a very safe responsible setting i highly encourage and also how long do you think that ritual has been happening oh my god for like millennia i mean there's and and that's like we still drink alcohol and yeah, people have been drinking alcohol since. And also, like, weed's legal in California now, but still people are, like, weird about it. Like, it Stephanie should, like... Stephanie won't even <laughs> yeah. you... go to the pipe store. <laughs> I'm, I broke my freaking pipe cleaning it three weeks ago. <laughs> can I tell you? Scared. Can I tell you? I carved out an apple yesterday like I was a freaking 15-year-old. <laughs> because, like, I also make oil, so I don't uh-huh. need to smoke. But there is a physical, like... I enjoy it truly. Yeah, the enjoy ritual it. of it. Yeah, yeah. I was just telling my boyfriend because he found my grinder for me again. So last night I got to like get out my weed and grind it. Yeah, and yeah. The bowl and like smoke it. And I was like, is it weird that like even just grinding it, like there was pleasure in that? I was like, this is so. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the whole thing. It's ceremony for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just think that there's like a long way to go, and the fact that like weed is still taboo, and it's only Hilarious. because fucking white men were like seeing some sort of profitable aspect of making it illegal and all this kind of shit and it gets in all of our heads I mean it's in my head and I'm so pro all of this shit and I'm still like weird about it like oh I don't want to make this person uncomfortable at the party because I you know I no, smoke and weed like, like John Mulaney made a great joke where he was like come on white people it's always been legal for us <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like true. and I just learned very recently, good knowledge of stand up 
Oh yeah, huge. We, We're upset. Huge stand-up fans. Um, and huge office. Do you know fan. John Mulaney comes to summer camp? Uh, shop? Do you know that mm-hmm. I have served him multiple? Times. Oh okay, good. Yeah, sweet. All right, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love him. And his dad was like, "Can Stephanie be your server back when I served?" And oh, I was like, no "Oh my god, shit. this is amazing." Yes. Um, but the other thing I want to talk about too is that they that white men saw cannabis coming yep. and they made it named marijuana so yep. it sounded more mexican yeah for sure i mean it just was there was so much like intention to in target that. it's so intentional and i just yep. watched a documentary and i'm reading a book melissa got me and it's like it made me cry like deeply i was so deeply saddened by that documentary snoop dogg was on it it was supposed to be like a cool documentary yeah. <laughs> and i was like this is like deeply deeply depressing it sure is and and the fact that we have to like now do so much work to like bring it back to the neutral place where it's like we have to like fuck we have to just like make like re just make up for all this fucking propaganda for years and years and all the years of medical research that could have been happening with CBD and all these things and even with psychedelics in the same way of just like fuck we have to make play catch up on this stuff but it does feel like it is it is moving forward well, I've for sure always gotten to enjoy it I've always right. done it I've always in high school I was never like I've I've had run-ins with cops I've while high, it's just like it's insane it's just so sad like so do you <laughs> create crazy. all of your art um or most of your art while under the influence no, of God, oh, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> no he's like making Oh, I didn't I didn't know if that was <laughs> like No, here. I can't I can't really do I can't I'm not necessarily like functional. I mean, I guess as far as psychedelics, no, I've never like taken mushrooms and done art. Although I do have a tattoo on my arm here. I should take that back, the lie I just said. But (laughs) it was uh, the night before the 2016 election. um, And I was like, that's going to be fucking Hillary. And I wasn't like excited about it. I was like, it's going to be like status quo, like whatever, another politician. Sure enough. And I I took some mushrooms and went out to the beach. We were in Baja, Mexico. And my partner was doing like a yoga or um, some kind of training program. And I just went out to the beach by myself, took some mushrooms and doodled a bit and then you know went to bed had my trip and went to bed and the next day it was like oh fuck i was like way off on that but um no for the most part no it, it it's it's a it's an in, in um uh what's the word i'm looking for an, an inebriant where i feel like i actually feel like you know and so you can't, you can't create while you're actually no and even when i'm like high i'm like i kind of lose focus and like i can't really concentrate and i'm like a dad and shit and it's just like not it's yeah, not a good look. Cool. So, nah. do you, do you, is there like a, a time of day where you feel the most creative? I love like, mornings. Morning. Like, yeah, I love it so much. And now the daily. I was gonna going say to school, you, you were at our nine a.m. interview. You were. I ready was to up go. at four o'clock this morning. Yeah, you were ready. Yeah. I love mornings too. Up at four, laying in bed, looking at Instagram for like an hour. Like so stupid because it's like it's too early to really get into anything and then just waited till the gym opened and then went to the gym. It wasn't an ideal morning for like productivity, but <laughs> yeah, definitely love mornings and evenings are like for relaxing and kicking back and stuff like that. Um, oh, I'm the same way. And then being a dad now, like, yeah, we're on like a fucking schedule. It's like life is regimented. It's not like, oh, I'm going to stay up till one and then, you know, sleep until 11 or something like that. How do you like keep that. it hot and sexy with your partner with having a kid and our uh, businesses? And Yeah, it's hard because there's definitely like it gets, you know, t- evenings. On, I'm such a sleepy dude when it comes to like the sun <laughs> oh, goes down. The sun is down. I'm done. Like, do not count on yeah. me for anything when the sun is gone. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, like in bed by nine. Oh, um, yeah sexy times are hard man it's 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 a balancing act for sure and then it's also like one person feels hot and heavy and the other one's like i'm exhausted and it's like fine making sure that we're both there is like it's tough definitely and and also like um there's only like windows of time that can happen you know so it's like if you're not feeling it then it's like shit we gotta wait till tomorrow or try again or something like that so yeah um what does your partner do um they are well there was a very long postpartum period as you can imagine having yes. a child is like breaks you open and and there was like some medical issues that happened shortly after it was a very successful home birth um baby came out like 
beautifully at the foot of our bed that we have at homes and like i got to like carry daylu into the world and hand daylu to viana and then get right into bed and like lay down and it was beautiful then there was some placenta um retain retention placenta retention that was like start a kind of an issue that we had to work out and then um viana got a um blood infection like eight days after the and was hospitalized and was actually like very very close to to death and like her heart rate raised her excuse me see their heart rate raised to a level that was like really frightening and so there was a long healing process after that and it's only now in this probably in the past month that they're getting back into like creating um viana's an artist of many mediums and they're focusing on um, earth pigment, like watercolor earth pigments and in like actual in the application of it and in the, the teaching. So they're teaching actually this Saturday uh, at Caddy Wampus, teaching an earth pigment or a color theory workshop. And so she, Viana's super good at teaching, um, just like can really capture an audience. And so at this point, it's kind of like artist and teacher and still just kind of like finding their footing back in the world again of just like shit, like it takes so much effort to just exist on a base level and then mm-hmm. to be a creative and all these sort of things. So we're really blessed to have a studio in Miners Oaks that we get to like separate our work from our house and go there and like focus on. And it's like really stimulating. And everything, yeah. So. I've actually been a huge fan of theirs for a while. Oh, sweet. Um, all of like, I think when I first started following them, they were doing a lot of natural dyeing maybe. Yep. And then this year, what really inspired me that they did that I think is so fun. And it's something I almost, I, I challenge myself to do too, is that they challenge themselves to do something like, learn how to draw right it's yeah yeah every, drawing a day yeah. drawing every single yep. day and so my new year's resolution was to play guitar for 10 minutes a day and i did that for a while but i'm trying to do something creative for at least 10 minutes a day before i like go to bed and get on my phone and just you're right you know and yeah, before you consume there needs to be like some creation yeah exactly yeah, and so sure. i think that that's super inspiring and they're amazing i love all the the digital super art inspiring that i mean it's i awesome. wouldn't be doing what I'm doing as full-time artist if it wasn't for them and the like encouragement and the push and and the like because I could have easily just like started doing something and not like shared it and just kind of like we were saying earlier of just like not like just no it's too hard or it's too scary they're an open book too very vulnerable well yeah we're super open just as people because I think it's really important to inspire people of like we're all vulnerable and we're all like going through shit so yeah um what are some of um your pet peeves about the art world <laughs> specifically well, specifically like in ojai too in yeah. this little bubble that we live in like yeah i are people supportive like is there a good art culture here well it's Talk funny because i it. feel so uh i live on instagram like yeah. live where my work lives there and um it's just like feels like i'm living in this very like digital weird like matrixy bubble as far as like ohar ohai art scene i don't know it other than it's old white ladies who draw paint horses and landscapes Mm -hmm. and there's not really Mm -hmm. a young crowd there's not a i mean porch gallery might be the closest to like a contemporary gallery and even there there's some you know hurdles and limitations for for artists but there's not really a contemporary art scene here and i have shown my work in uh, so far, I showed it once at Inventura at a cafe, and then now it's some of my works hanging at Topa Brewery. Neither yeah. of those are art galleries. Yeah. And even like an art gallery is to me is like that, like that takes a level, not a level of pretension, but it's also like it's a level of like I would never expect to hang my stuff in a room and have be like, okay, let's all gather and walk around and look at it for 10 seconds and go to the next one. Like that is like, that's so you would never shy. Do like an, you would like, never do like an art exhibit? No, I don't think I would. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but, and no one's ever asked me, but it would be like, it's, 
it takes that takes a level of confidence of like mm-hmm. I expect you to come stand in mm-hmm. front of my work analyze it talk about it and then like that yeah, I don't know like I don't feel like my work's that like that well, deserving you, of that you would have to do something different I think right? I would yeah and it would also be like this habit I have of like everything I create I immediately post on Instagram so I'd actually have to make art that no one's seen <laughs> which would be really hard for me to like not get excited about sharing it and it just takes a level of like work to like put together like a co- cohesive show if you want to yeah. be like the the artist statement was the I also don't do that like I my shit's just like I sit down I, I move some shit around and then it's done I like the idea like Viana's really good at being like actually putting intention into the work and like what I was trying to say here was and the, and the medium I used here was implying this and all this shit it's like way too deep for me I'm just like <laughs> I don't I feel like I'm not smart enough to do that kind of stuff so so do you sell your work through Instagram as well yeah I okay. mean actually just recently you know how you can tag products where it's like you click on the yeah, photo yeah. and it shows I was getting denied and denied for that and I couldn't get a reason why and it was just like a very broad like maybe your maybe your your work violated the terms of service for Facebook but they don't give you a specific reason and it was really really frustrating because I recognized like 97% of my business comes from Instagram mm-hmm. and I was like I'm missing out on an opportunity to sell here so I put a story up about it and fortunately I can like ask questions to the community and people hit me up with answers which is so amazing Somebody emailed me and was like, hey, I used to work for Facebook ads. He's like, I think I might know why. I think I can help you get your thing. And he charged me a very reasonable fee. And he went through my website. He went through my Instagram and had to go because I have so much shit on my on both those things. He had to go through and find like, okay, this one is a female figure. Take this one down. This one says fuck. Take this down. Like he gave me a Google spreadsheet of all these things I had to remove from my site for temporarily. Was that tough? Temporary. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, to oh, be like, hey, let's be. And then, and then when, once you do this, well, I'll reappeal for you. I'm going to go to like what it was like maybe Zuckerberg at his throne like <laughs> I don't know what the situation was but he did and, and then like two days later I got approved now I can tag f- on my thing well, and I'm slowly putting all my know. my naughty naughty posts back up that talk about drugs Ooh, the and women new- oh the female oh, figure that's so the worst that's hips. the one that annoys me the most for sure and it's hips. like and shit and you know he was like he goes I don't know if this is the reason but let's not risk it like let's take yeah. everything that might be offensive down <laughs> I was like oh and even in my post he's like anytime you said fuck can you go back and take that out I was like oh fuck you're like, <laughs> I got to go. I got a lot of work to do here. Let's just delete the whole thing. Yes. And then, yeah, so that, that was, that's amazing. And I mean, like if it wasn't for Instagram, like we wouldn't be having this talk. First of all, I wouldn't be making a full-time living as an artist. Like I'm so grateful for Instagram because there's no, there's nothing comparable to that. Like it would be if I was an artist, 10 years ago yeah, I was gonna say, talk to the gallery what, owners and be like hey can I get a show and then maybe sell a piece through that yeah like, what I, oh, Instagram crashes tomorrow what are you gonna do oh you know and Viana pushes this all the time get okay. people on your newsletter yeah. And I actually, and I'm pushing it more, but I always like feel bad about asking people for things. So, you know, it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. can you do me a favor? Like there was a day where Instagram like, like went down for like 10 hours. You're I like, was shitting my pants. Like, yeah, for sure. And people have assured me that I'll be all right. And I'm hopefully that I've established enough of a name that if it does crash tomorrow, that it's fine. But I so rely on it constantly. And I'm, I'm in people's fucking pockets. Like every day I post something and it's like staying on their minds. is like really important to me. And I feel like that. Do I don't you, know. I don't do you know ever really feel what bogged do. down by social media? Or is there ever a day where you're like, I hate this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, there's a talk. lot. Of, there's a lot of customer service. Yeah, there's a lot of customer service on it. The fact that I run a business now, it's weird because I still doesn't feel like a business. I'm just a dude who makes art. But then suddenly, like, came into like it's actually a business. Like, I registered my LLC and I have an accountant and I have like checks. I have a card, my business card that says, Ooh, you know, you got like business card. 
Well, business like oh. credit, like credit card, you know, oh. like not a business oh. card. I still don't have a business we card. We should get some Topa Talk business cards. <laughs> <which is like. laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the fact that I have to like answer a lot of DMs from people who have or questions that are always the you know I need to create a frequently asked questions section because I get the same questions all the yeah, time. Yeah, your highlights. I know. Yeah. And that's, that, again, that's like work. I got to set aside time to do. It's all these things that add up where I'm not creating art. So like at the end of the night, when we're watching The Office, I'm like, okay, time to make a little bit of art. And then tomorrow, sit at my desk and answer emails and field like work requests and field all these things. And it's just like, it's so weird that it just turned into a job, like out of nowhere. Yeah. With well, no plan. I never was... Like 600 followers, you have like 147,000 followers, but like just the people that DM us consistently. Right, for sure. I, I, for us, like it's so important. Like I'm like so dedicated to yes. like having a conversation with them or like at least acknowledging and not just opening it and hearting it or whatever, but being like, oh yeah, haha, like whatever, you know, like for sure. So and I, and I understand. Like yeah, there's a connection. connection exactly. And I never want to, I don't, I want to yeah. say this and sound like I'm like bitching and moaning about it. No, I think not. the thing is, is yeah. that it just, it recognizes how much time it takes out of my life. Oh, yeah. And it's time that I want to be creating art or spending time with my child or my partner. And so that's the thing of like, people anybody that would get upset that i didn't take the time to like respond then it's like you're not getting this like you're i have a life outside of this and i also recognize now that you get big enough that you have you have your social media person <laughs> like you have people who who do these things for you well, and I, starting if i ever want to know my own business i the first person yeah. I'm hiring is a social and it's media. so important and to neglect it is to neglect your business well so. no and then like the my other thought is like when i don't write back to someone's emails like they understand like oh you have a couple days off and then you're in that this weird time, but you probably have meetings. It's like with yep. social media, it's 24 seven. Oh, and the fact that you, when you look at a message, it says seen oh. and you're like, Oh God, they saw it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep, it's, they know I saw it. Yep. Okay. I feel like we could talk for another two hours, but that's we, it. How long has like, it been? We can't, it's been 57 minutes. That's yeah, about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost everybody. I think we, I think we covered most things, right? It's uh, we, we, kind of skipped around there I but know, we okay. can't help ourselves no it's okay. it's okay he's really fun he's very nice he has a company called he's real, real fun wow he's he makes real, art he's fun he's, he's wow he's all those things lots of exclamation points yeah thank you so much thank Dan. you should i plug myself a little bit yes go yes that's what i was trying real to fun, do wow. but it wasn't good <laughs> <laughs> no it's pretty easy my my instagram is real fun wow and my website is realfunwow.com um easy peasy easy peasies yeah what's and sign up for my mailing phone? list and receive 15 percent off your Get first the mailing order list yep what's your phone number no. What's your social, social security uh, I number? Tell my phone number. No. <laughs> Text it. It is area code 716, which is Western New York. Okay. And then you just have a few more numbers to figure out. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then maybe well, you We gave you the him. first three. <laughs> it's, it's a mystery now. Well, it is funny that people can just like reach me directly through Instagram. It's like, what's the phone number going to do anymore anyway? Yeah. You know, like, it's, yeah. Well, thanks thank for having me. Thank ladies. you so much. Yeah, Aaron. it was a lot of fun. So much fun. All have right. a great day. You Bye. too. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>